Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for today, Monday, March the 14th. My mission as your MLA for Cumberland North is to help rebuild Cumberland North together with you. Together, we can build on a foundation that's based on truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people, each and every person that lives in Cumberland North and beyond. Together, we can build on the pillars of healthcare, reducing poverty, caring for our mother earth, and building up upon entrepreneurship and business. Last week was a busy and a productive week as your MLA. Globally, we've all been watching the invasion into Ukraine by the Russian army, and it's honestly devastating to watch. Many people are feeling helpless, including myself. <clears throat> the federal government have placed sanctions on Russia. However, many people are feeling more needs to be done to stop the deadly attacks on innocent people, children, and mothers, pregnant mothers at that. Of course, the fear of the NATO countries, including Canada, is that the leader of Russia has threatened nuclear retaliation if military support is given to Ukraine. Several local people have gathered supplies even just this last weekend to have shipped over to aid in the medical and refugee care. Supplies such as medicine, such as ibuprofen and acetaminophen, baby formula, and other basic needs. My son Thomas came up with an idea for a local fundraiser, which is to sell stickers of the Ukraine flag so that local people can show their support and also raise some funds. The funds that we raise will be donated through Rotary International and be used in the D Disaster Relief Fund, which is helping U Ukraine refugees. If you would like to purchase a sticker or flag, please contact my office at 902-661-2288. Funds can be donated and e-transferred through an email, cumberlandnorthbenefitsociety at gmail.com. Nationally, the Federal Conservative Party is in a leadership race and Peter McKay announced on the weekend that he will not be seeking the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. Also nationally, Parliament resumes next Monday, March 21st, and it's been wonderful having our Member of Parliament, Dr. Stephen Ellis, here locally in Cumberland and Colchester over the last week or so. Um, while he has a break from Parliament, he's been working hard here locally. Provincially, the Nova Scotia Legislature will resume next week on Thursday, March the 24th. Energy prices of oil, gas, and diesel, as well as future costs of electricity, along with the continued lack of housing and lack of accessible health care, will likely be the topics of debate. Also, the new government will be tabling their first budget this spring. Here locally in Cumberland North, in addition to assisting many constituents on personal and family issues, my staff and I, I've attended several meetings on behalf of the people I represent. The first meeting last week, last Monday, was of great importance, and it was at the Shignecto Isthmus. Rising sea levels have placed risk to our critical infrastructure for both transportation and utilities on the Atlantic Gateway which our Shignecto Isthmus is included, and it is time for action. 
I am thankful to our Member of Parliament, Dr. Stephen Ellis, and the colleagues that he brought along with him. Member of Parliament, Melissa Lansman, who I had met last fall in Ottawa, along with another Nova Scotia MP, Mr. Rick Perkins, who's the Shadow Minister for Fisheries, and another Member of Parliament, Scott Aitchison, for taking time to learn about the importance of the consultant study that has been completed but not released to us and not released to you, the public, and the importance of getting work done. I am thankful to have our federal partners and I know our municipal uh, local councillors and mayors are also supportive of getting this work done to protect our local infrastructure for both transportation and utilities. That includes the CN Rail Line, that includes the Trans-Canada Highway, as well as our utility infrastructure for things like internet as well as electricity. Another hot topic last week was around healthcare and kidney dialysis. Cumberland County and Westmoreland County, as you know, the listeners, have shared many things, including clinical health services for a lifetime. And that includes many New Brunswickers coming here to Cumberland Regional Hospital for things like surgery, obstetrical care, deliveries, uh, ENT surgery, as well as eye surgery. And our people have been going to Moncton for oncology and renal care for a long time. For some reason, which has not been made known publicly, some Cumberland County patients that receive dialysis three times a week at the George Dumont Hospital in Moncton were told by staff there that their services at the New in New Brunswick were going to be ending abruptly in two weeks. You can imagine the uh, extreme um, fear that that brought to these patients that are receiving life-saving treatment three times a week. So after several phone calls and a letter to both premiers, our province have given assurance to me and our patients here that this disruption in life-saving care will not happen. The Cumberland Regional Healthcare Center does have planning underway for an expansion of our emergency department as well as plans for a 12-unit dialysis unit. This was first announced in December of 2020. I've also been pushing for a cancer care unit to be built at the same time to better service our people. And I will continue to advocate for these needs. And I think based on what's happened in the last two weeks that we need to move up the plan and get our dialysis unit built here quicker than the original planning. And I am grateful to local people such as Rob Campbell as well as Michelle, Michelle LeBlanc for um, your advocacy and your determination to make sure that the needs of our people here were well communicated and we will continue to work together to make sure that every single healthcare need is met for the people living here in our border community. And I will be continuing to advocate and pushing for more collaboration between our provinces. That's what needs to happen. Uh, we do live in the country of Canada, which is governed through the Canada Health Act. Healthcare is supposed to be provided in any province and territory in this country, regardless of where you live. And I will continue to advocate for that. Our provinces need to work together and not work in isolation. Last week, I also had a very important meeting with the Minister of Justice, and we met to discuss the concerning culture of misogyny that we're seeing, that many people are seeing here 
in the justice system. I've had several victims over the past four years uh, come to me due to violence, both physical and sexual, where it was ignored, uh, often dismissed by law enforcement and Crown prosecutors. So recently, um, we've even seen sexual assault cases been dropped due to the length of time waiting to go to trial. This is very upsetting to victims and law enforcement who have put a lot of effort into gathering evidence and ensuring that, that um, you know, perpetrators and people that are doing this violence uh, are brought to justice. So it's very frustrating when you see cases being dismissed simply because our court system can't keep up with the demand. So we did have a, a very important meeting to discuss this last week and we'll continue to be um, addressing addressing this so that positive changes are made for, for the people, for the victims especially. Last week I also had a meeting with Nova Scotia Power I met with the COO, COO as well as a VP of Nova Scotia Power to discuss electricity here in our province. We discussed the needs of our local area here in Cumberland County as well as I was briefed on the future goals of energy with respect to reducing greenhouse gas emissions and getting off of coal as a source of energy. Cumberland County, as you know, plays a valuable role in energy for our province and for the entire region, and we will continue to do so, and I will continue to have strong uh, communication with Nova Scotia Power. Last week, Nova Scotia Health announced a new name for the Pugwash Hospital. The new name of the facility that is currently under construction will be North Cumberland Healthcare Centre. And my meeting that I held in January, I was assured that the Pugwash Hospital, or rather the North Cumberland Healthcare Centre, is on budget and is on schedule. So positive news there. I am pleased to announce I'm opening a second location for MLA work here in Cumberland North. Kate Saxton provides research policy analysis and press secretary services for me here as MLA in Cumberland North and will be working part-time in a new Pugwash office as well as part-time continuing in my Amherst office. The new office in Pugwash will be open next week at the Village Hall on Water Street and once the spring legislative session is complete I will also be able to meet with people, uh, local people, at this new office in Pugwash. I would like to extend gratitude and thanks to the village commissioners in Pugwash as well as the clerk, Lisa Betts, for renting this space to me for more MLA work. Of course, this is all possible because I'm an independent MLA. Normally, funds are given to the whatever party an MLA belongs to, and that money uh, contributes to the rent for an office in Halifax as well as staff in Halifax. And when I was elected as an independent MLA, I was asked, if I wanted to have an office in Halifax for my legislative work and I asked well could I have that office right here in Cumberland North and was told yes so I'm very pleased to be able to keep the money that follows me in my in my work as MLA to keep it right here in Cumberland North right here in Cumberland County so very pleased to have this office opening in Pugwash next week. Another hot topic is gas prices. I believe temporary measures are required now to alleviate the pain at the pumps. Last week, Alan McMaster, who is a cabinet minister under the Tim Houston government, spoke out about these challenges and 
certainly I'm looking forward to seeing some urgent changes made to help you, the people, our truckers and everyday uh, citizens of this, of this area. The price of gas, diesel and oil are crippling the budgets of both families and small business and large business owners. Here in Cumberland County, people have to drive great distances to work and to the grocery store and to medical appointments. They cannot simply jump on a bus or hop on a bicycle. It's time for both the federal and provincial governments to take immediate changes and they can certainly do that with regards to tax on gas. The changes can be temporary if needed during this current crisis of high oil prices. Currently, HST, which is 15% here in Nova Scotia, is taxed on the commodity price, the commodity price of oil, as well as the HST is charged on the federal excise tax, the provincial motive gas tax, as well as the carbon tax. And I believe, and many people believe, that citizens should not have to pay tax on tax. The fact is, the higher the prices of oil and gas, this actually creates a windfall of HST tax revenue for governments, both provincial and federal. Governments should be taxing less and allowing people to keep more of their own hard-earned money. And we need to stop creating the need for more reliance on government. One option governments can consider is to only apply HST to the commodity price. And that's actually what's done right now for natural gas. As well, our province could temporarily reduce or remove the provincial mode of gas tax, which is 15.5 cents on every liter. And we recently saw Alberta do that. Increased gas and diesel prices affect the price of everything, including necessities like food. Some people are contacting me because they simply cannot afford to heat their homes or have hot water. So we need immediate action by both provincial and federal governments, and I will be advocating for that. I would like to extend congratulations to a local businesswoman, Donna Gogan, for opening her Jamaican restaurant. It's in the former Bambino's location. And I hope everyone gets a chance to go out and taste her incredible, authentic food. I also want to make note today of a concern that I'm hearing from many people, and that's regarding the condition of our roads. And I have spoke to our local area managers who have told me this is one of the worst uh, winter springs for our roads. They said it's due to the conditions of the extreme temperatures. As we're seeing uh, very cold temperatures and then moving very quickly to very warm temperatures, it's causing um, great shifts in the frost and this is causing a lot of damage to our roads. So if you have any concerns of uh, roads that need immediate work, please contact my office and we can pass that information on, certainly to the area managers. And then I guess lastly, I just ask for patience. Uh, we do have incredible people working for Public Works, both for the town of Amherst as well as for our provincial government. And I know that this time of year, it's difficult to get, especially the gravel roads, the back roads, it's difficult to get that work done due to the uh, conditions of the road, but they will certainly do all that they can to address these needs. I'd like to wish anyone who's celebrating a birthday or anniversary this week um, special celebrations, including today on Monday the 14th, Dale Davis is celebrating a birthday as well as Matt Haylock. Uh, tomorrow on the 15th, we have Brian Goldrich as well as Nancy Walsh celebrating birthdays. 
On Wednesday the 16th, Randy Bro. On Thursday, Patricia Gould. On Friday, Stacey Gilroy, Cindy LeBlanc, and Sue Reed are celebrating birthdays. And on Saturday, Peter Chapman and Cheryl McIntosh are celebrating. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Meredith McCartney. Meredith was the daughter of the late Heather Wilkes. I would also like to extend my sympathies to the family and friends of Gloria Audrey Tatkaluk, Roy Albert Tower, John Fitzgerald Farrow, Eleanor May Fromm, and Janet Polly. I'm so sad. Janet Polly was my very first nursing director, nursing uh, supervisor at East Cumberland Lodge back when I worked there a couple of summers as a student nurse. So certainly sending my, my condolences to her family as well as anyone else who has lost a loved one. I would like to extend uh, gratitude and thanks to Mr. Ron Bickle and all of the volunteers and staff at CFTA 107.9. You do incredible community work at CFTA and just want to say thank you so much for providing me this opportunity to share my MLA update to the great people of Cumberland North. I hope you all are keeping the faith. We are certainly living through challenging times as we are hopefully seeing the end of this pandemic, but also now seeing the beginnings of the, in, the war over in Ukraine. But I encourage you to keep the faith and not to give up. Continue to set your own personal goals and create a plan to achieve them. Build a strong team around yourself. It doesn't have to be large, but it does have to be mighty. And when you come upon hurdles and closed doors, reevaluate, refocus, and continue moving forward. It is the only direction to go. Have a great week, everyone. Take care of yourselves and take care of others.